Okay, we're back. Episode 17 of the Whole Milk League podcast. Thank you, DB. Fucking up. <laughs> we got a microphone and now we're just forgetting all our old ways. Come on now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got AJ with me. What's poppin' people? It's AJ back again with another podcast. And DB What's becoming a little more of a regular. What's good? He's back. Hopefully this uh, audio on this one sounds a little better for you guys. We're we're trying. Thank you for all your donations. We'll, we'll always take more for drinking challenges. They've uh, dried up lately with our listeners. Yeah, should really get back to that. Get some uh, promo on this bitch. We're going to do some NBA free agency talk and then get into some NFL wide receiver rankings and just any other discussion that comes along. Um, so kick it off, I guess the most we've been gone for a month, so a lot of movements happened. I think the most recent big one was uh, Westbrook going to the Rockets, which is bizarre. And then right before that, thankfully, Kawhi going to the Clippers. So we have one of the most thankfully we have <laughs> we have one of the most balanced leagues of all time. There's probably twelve to fifteen teams. You say, oh, they have a shot at the playoffs this year. Nah, there's well, there's always fifteen teams that have a shot at the playoffs. Sixteen teams make the playoffs. DB's second NBA take after saying there's not going to be much movement in free agency. I was so. I was about to say <laughs> if we had actual production value, you would have heard like. It's like me and DB saying, "Yeah, like there's that's probably not going to be too much movement." Look, look, a lot of people moved, but a lot of people should have moved. A lot of people made a lot of sideways moves. I mean, come on, who could who could have seen trading D'Angelo Russell for Kevin Durant in the draft pick? Which I whatever. I mean, for the most part, there was a lot of shit that happened, but I mean, it wasn't all that special. We'll see. We'll see some things this year. A lot of garbage teams got good. A lot of good teams got garbage. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want from it. The top three teams, top four teams in the West, uh, are probably not even favorites this right now. Uh, That's bullshit. The Warriors, the Trailblazers, uh, the Nuggets, Nuggets, and the Rockets. Rockets. Uh, the the set, the last three are very much favorites to get in the top four. In fact, I would predict the Nuggets to be the number one seed in the West next season. So, I don't know what you're talking about. You still have the Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Pelicans. I mean, it's... I, what are we talking about the Pelicans for? I don't, under, I don't understand why anyone's talking about the Pelicans. But, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, I feel like DB's being a little bit of a hater. I, th- I thought that all the movement was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm interested to see how, it's, how everything is going to shake out this year. Uh, the East... Which is the conference that my team plays in, so I was much more attuned to that. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be pretty scrappy. I feel like it's kind of going to flip over. I think that the Eastern Conference is going to be more interesting during the regular season, and the Western Conference is going to be more interesting during the playoffs. Because I feel like as the Western Conference teams start to get locked in, they're going to start sitting a lot of people. Whereas I think in the East, it's going to come down to like one or two games for pretty much every spot. Uh, the, the Sixers might run away with the one seed, but other than that, I think everything else is going to what. Might I said might huh? might, but I'm interested to see how high the pace is going to go. Oladipo is probably to come back after the All Star break, and I like the moves that they made. So, yeah, I think the East is still going to be competitive. It's not as deep as the West is going to be, but the Heat, the Pacers, the Celtics, uh, the Sixers. Uh, DB is shaking his head again. Who do you, who do you have? The Bucks. I, the Bucks. It's well, all. Yeah, it's all about the Bucks. I don't know who we talk yeah, about the Heat, fine, but the Pacers, it's the Bucks. It's the Bucks and the Sixers. That's the two top teams in the they East. All have that's two it. Stars. Do they? Fuck the Bucks. I think the Sixers. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Giannis is the best player in the East right now, like no question. So I would I would take his team over any other team. I don't I don't understand this love for the Sixers. Jimmy Butler was their best player for most of the season last year. I was about to say I think they're going to be worse this year than they were. Last I think they're overrated, but I mean they're going to be hard to match up with down low. And I just think that Chris Middleton is just overrated garbage. I it's fair. I mean he wasn't he was not good in the playoffs. They put them in the best player in the East is Markel Fultz. Uh, he's deadly from three point range. <laughs> Almost uh, as deadly as Michael Carter Williams. As I just found out in a weird game of 2K. <laughs> Hey, uh, I wanted to make a quick shout out to uh, any Atlanta Hawks fan that maybe listens to this. <laughs> Your team is god awful <laughs> on 2K. God awful. Shout out Trey Young and John Collins, but everybody else on that team blows. Uh, Dude, that's, that's, that's true in real life as well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for context, DB came over early to play some 2K. Uh, we played two games. It was my first, the Hawks voluntarily? my first two games of 2K19, and uh, game one, uh, who did they? The Jazz, yeah. I think, yeah. kind of dicked all over the Hawks. Alex Lynn blows. Alex Lynn was invisible. He wasn't been existing out there. Uh, before everything came back to normal and I lost by 20. But, uh, all right, the second game. Yeah, go Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Fultz went off, so who knows what's going on in this world. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I'm excited for this NBA season. I'm going to watch the Cavs. Just, I'm interested to see what Bayline does out there. But overall, I think there's going to be a lot of – every night there's going to be a fun matchup. There's still the Raptors we didn't mention, the Spurs. We didn't the Raptors are not a good team. Um, the Spurs, I, I mean, the Spurs are going to make the playoffs, but the Spurs are going to do the same thing the Spurs always do. 48 to 54 wins, really under the radar, nothing particularly special. No, I know, but I'm just saying night to night, you know, there's going to be fun matchups. But I think uh, – Keep it interesting throughout the season. I think there's a lot of parity on paper in that people, like, think a lot of players who are uh, – Overrated are on teams now, mainly Russell Westbrook and uh, Jimmy Butler, that they're going to somehow make these teams a lot better. Now, I know I said Jimmy Butler was the best player on the Sixers last year, but I didn't think the Sixers were actually that good. So, who knows? Do we want to just rapid fire, just try and predict the one through eight seeds in the playoffs next year? Just for I can give, I can give you the top four seeds. The, I, I could care less about the bottom four. I guess top four is right now. Okay, go ahead. Hit us. Top four in the West would be the Nuggets. The Clippers. I still think I still believe in the Warriors to come in as the number four seed, maybe even possibly the three seed if they're like playing well during the middle of the season. And then the Jazz, it's the Jazz, Portland, Rockets, Lakers are all going to fight for that four seed. And that's probably going to be the rest of the the rest of the playoffs as well. All right, we're going to hold you to this, so you got to pick one. Fuck. Okay, Lakers the four seed. Or Lakers the three seed, Warriors the four seed, I guess. I think the the issue the Warriors are going to have is they're going to just run bodies at Steph. Uh, Run all the bodies you want at Steph. There's a reason that man won't even in the MVP. Well, I understand, but he's never never played about this much – with this much talent missing. Um, Eh. 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 We'll see. I'm not saying they're missing the playoffs. I just think they're more of a – Six, seven seed, then a three, four seed. Hit um, us with that top four. Me out of the out of the West. I'm gonna go Clippers, uh, Jazz, uh, Lakers, Nuggets. Fuck. That was an awesome. I'll I'll flip it up and just put the Warriors four, and then put the Nuggets five. Really? But yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do Clippers, Jazz, Lakers, 
Warriors than Nuggets. So what do y'all see in the Lakers? Because I don't, I'm, I put them at the three seed just as a, on a hunch because you know LeBron and Anthony Davis. But now that I'm thinking about it, I, there's no way, there's no way they're gonna be a top four seed. Just looking at their roster and what they have on it, they don't, they don't have a lot, not at all. I mean, they got shooters. They have no, they they know they don't. They have Boogie, <laughs> they have Boogie Cousins. They, they have, have Danny, Green. Danny Green. They have Rondo. They, they have Kuzma. Kuzma is not that great of a shooter, McGee. but he's a good scorer. They got a lot of dudes who sound like they're good and have played relatively shitty. I mean, it's just going to be interesting. They don't have a ton of depth, but when you if you trot out LeBron, and Anthony Davis, and Boogie, that team. You know. I don't know why you threw Boogie on there as if Boogie means anything. Listen, obviously, if you put Listen. AD at the four and him at the five, that, that worked well for whatever, 20 games when they were with the Pelicans. Point guard LeBron is going to be in full effect this year, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I have a hundred, I have a hundred bucks on the Clippers to be the one seed, not the Lakers. So, I'm, I mean, I would love to see the Lakers be shitty. I just think that it's not that likely. I don't think so. Here's the thing with the Lakers and the Clippers: I don't think their stars are going to play enough games for them to be that's, all that great. It's entirely possible, and I made the bet when I was not in a correct state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the Lakers don't get the one, I don't care. Uh, what do you guys think out of the East top four there? Uh. Top four in the East, I go Bucks. Uh, I mean, God, those—they're not. The teams aren't like that good. Is what I'm. They're not that different either. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. All right, I'm gonna go Bucks one, Pacers two. Um, uh, what the hell? Celtics three, Magic four. Fuck Philadelphia. Ooh, damn. And oh. fuck Brooklyn too. And yeah, Brooklyn doesn't have anybody on their team except Kyrie. Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan. Did Boston have anyone? I guess they had Jason. Yes, they Hayo. had Jason Tatum. They, they had Al Horford, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, Horford's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah he's I'm gonna go Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, and I'll put the Celtics at four. So it's guaranteed that the Bucks are not gonna get the one seed. That is what I know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I still think that Brooklyn's going to be pretty solid next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm almost in lockstep with Ryan. But I, I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Sixers 1, Bucks 2, Pacers 3, and then I'm going to go Boston 4. Mm-hmm. Going to move some <laughs> – Wow! <laughs> you really, really stumbled into that one. Has a half glass of wine. You can't yeah. even get through. <laughs> Talk. I, I blame DB. Don't blame me. Uh, we're gonna move to NFL talk right now. Uh, we're gonna do rank the receivers for fantasy this time. Uh, a lot of what I see is consensus number one on Nuck. Um, what do you guys think? Where, what do you have? Top top five, top ten. I have Hopkins at one, but for me, it's a clear uh, tier of five receivers, and then it kind of gets a little bit off base. So if you want to have Nook Hopkins one, if you want to have Odell one, if you want to have Julio Jones one, Devontae Adams or Michael Thomas, I'm not going to argue. What about that. Juju? No. Where do you get him at? Eight. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm considering Juju this year just from volume. Uh, yeah, but also he's never been a one uh, – just a straight X receiver on his own with that much attention. I mean, he's – He's good, but like when he did that, when Antonio Brown was against the Bengals, or I'm oh, sorry, I, that was confusing. When Antonio Brown was out, when the Steelers played the Bengals last year, he caught like he had like four catches on ten targets. He got he got like a lucky touchdown because he was wide open, but 
he didn't really play all that well. So, I mean, he's going to have a lot of volume, but I think that there are going to be other ways for him to funnel touchdowns to other people. So, I don't like Juju as much as some of these other guys. Go ahead with your Mike Thomas take, DB. Mike Thomas should be the number one receiver. I he I, I don't know what you want. He's He bailed Drew Brees out a lot of last year. Now, in terms of fantasy, sure, he might not be – he might not get the most points, but if I if I had to take a receiver, number one, I'm taking him. No matter, no question. Uh, Hopkins has the unfortunate thing of having to play Jalen Ramsey twice a year, and uh, also his quarterback kind of blows. And uh, I mean, Odell Beckham has the same problem of his quarterback might blow. Julio Jones is, uh, you know what? Julio Based Jones is number absolutely two. Absolutely nothing. I, okay. We were just talking. You were just talking about Drew Brees not being that great for fantasy the last time we were on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I and I stick to it. Drew Brees might not be your well, well, fantasy. What if what if Drew Brees is like you said? He has a chance to be Peyton Manning when he was forty years old. Mike Thomas can't put up the numbers he did last year if he's that good. You're you're hundred percent correct. There's a chance that Drew Brees ruins the season for Mike Thomas. That, that's hundred percent true. But yeah, I think Mike Thomas I, is good enough to bail to get through it. I, that, yeah, that's that's the only reason I have him five and not one. He's a lock for a hundred catches and a thousand yards and. Probably eight to ten touchdowns. I mean, he's as safe as any player on the board. No, sure. I, I quite again. I question Odell. I question. I have questions with Hopkins. That's fine. I That's fine. the Julio Jones one is interesting because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, but he gets a shit ton of catches and yards. So he's probably still going to be good. I'd probably have him at number two, and uh, Hopkins at number three. Uh, what do you think about Devontae Adams? I don't. I don't know what this Devontae Adams thing is. I. They tell me he's good. I watched some Packer games. I don't. He doesn't do anything special for me. So there's Man. there's no way he doesn't catch ten touchdowns this year. That's the only. That's the only reason. I, Aaron Rodgers is nice. I, that what I will give you. But you also got you know got Mike Evans with the new offense. Um, got Keenan Allen. They had a huge offense last year. Philip Rivers getting old though. Um, we gonna talk about Antonio Brown. We can talk about Antonio the, Brown, the most talented receiver in the league. Still, what do you think he's gonna do? Where, where would you draft him at six? He's right on the cusp of that tier. If if it wasn't for the team change, well, obviously, if it wasn't for the team change, he's at one for sure. But Definitely changing changing teams like that. You don't really know how it's gonna be. Derek Carr's a downgrade from Ben Roethlisberger, but he's still gonna have insane target volume, and he. I still think he's the most talented. Pound for pound receiver in the league, so I think he's going to do damage no matter what. How many play? How many running backs would you let go before you start drafting receivers? Three, way more than that. So you take Michael Thomas at four mm-hmm. ahead of who? Kamara and probably Zeke. Jeez. Well, Zeke is a Zeke's a thing this year. We're gonna have we're gonna have issues when it comes to Zeke, and it's gonna be uh, we're gonna see what happens, but. Ours is just our league is so twisted because Mike Thomas has bias, Zeke has bias, and Odell. I don't think Odell goes past Zach at twelve or whatever. I don't think he can keep his hands off of him. Uh, this this is not to disparage Zeke, by the way. I, Zeke is a great running back and all this, but Zeke has also announced that he's currently about to start holding out, and I know that's going to be bad for him at least at the beginning of the season. And also, that's someone right. just someone just pressed charges on that thing from Vegas. Oh, too. that's that's extortion. We know I know, right, whatever. whatever. But still, but I mean. <laughs> Um, I start to question it when I get to my seventh running back, which is Le'Veon Bell. It would be a toss-up for me between taking Le'Veon and New Hopkins. So. Well, you also have Melvin Gordon at six, who's also holding yeah. out. 
I, I think there's going to be a resurgence of David Johnson. I do agree. But yeah. uh, Sean Payton has come out and said he's going to reduce Alvin Kamara's role because he doesn't think he can be the number one. So That's fine. probably going to not run. They have, Alvin, look, they have Latavius Murray. The other thing is they have Latavius Murray, who is a noted touchdown. They had Mark Ingram last year. Yeah. So. Well, for half the season. Well, whatever. Whenever he was in there, it was the same shit. I, I think I, I, Kamara's so explosive, and his acceleration is just through the roof. It doesn't matter. Like I don't like Jamal Charles used to get like fourteen touches a game, and was still the number one fantasy running back like two or three years in a row. So I'm not, I'm truly not worried about that at all. Like Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, and McCaffrey, I think are the no doubt for. I think if you wanted to go wide receiver after that, I think that that's fine. I mean, I did it last year, and it didn't pay off for me because I could have <laughs> taken Saquon, but. Uh, I I would think that David Johnson and then yeah Melvin Gordon's holdout scenario is kind of tough. I still think Le'Veon's going to be good in New York this year, but then like my next running back is like this quad trilogy of like James Conner, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Dalvin Cook, and like I I would definitely take a wide receiver for those guys. Oh yeah, that's v- very clear second tier there. Yeah, I mean I'd take Mike Thomas over everybody except Christian McCaffrey and uh, Saquon. What, what what pick do you have? Four. You're probably going to get Mike Thomas. Gonna get Mike probably going to take Mike Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Saquon won't be there. I'll just go to say. Uh, yeah, I would hope not. I would hope there's. I pick number. Yeah, I picked the number. I picked number four for a reason because I knew all the running backs would go, and we we're going to figure out which running back I wanted. I think McCaffrey has a chance of being there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fuck. Part of me wants to take McCaffrey, but uh, other part of me is like he's white. And you know, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you know how I feel about white skill players. I love them. They're great. Shout out Cole Beasley. Um, Waste away in Buffalo this season. Looking around at some other NFL news, he mentioned Zeke holding out. Um, Fortnite got brought up in that chat. I didn't realize kind of what his, how his year went with the cops last year. Pretty bizarre. Got a warning for speeding. And a warning for illegal tent. What does this have to do with anything? I'm just like I just I'm just sharing a, something I learned about Leonard Fournette. Why? <laughs> you're indirectly insulting DB, which is why he's defending this. <laughs> I just don't know why we're talking about Leonard Fournette. He was in the thread about the Zeke wide, holding out. So this is a wide this is a wide receiver. We're talking wide receivers here. Don't worry about Zeke. Let's talk and about DB Westbrook. Over, got a ticket. And <laughs> he didn't pay that ticket. Got pulled over again. And then got another ticket for a suspended license and an illegal tent, and then got arrested. Can can we talk about this real quick though? Just how how much Le'Veon Bell has changed the game? Like, <laughs> no, but like no, seriously though. But like people used to hold out theoretically all the time, and people would just laugh at them. And like like obviously you're not going to miss paychecks. Like you're, whenever you get start losing money, you're going to show up. Like people have held out like two games into a season before and then come back. Like, Le'Veon Bell is the first high-profile player to actually hold out and not play an entire season. So, yeah. like, so now, like, I mean, all these people, like, he kept saying, like, I'm just doing this for all of us. But, like, well, he knew he was going to get paid, and it didn't I, – I still think it didn't pay off for him in the long term. But, like, that, like, if, if you're threatening to hold out now, everyone's scared of the Le'Veon Bell year. Like, he's just completely changed the game. Well, see, I don't know, because, you know, Gordon's holding out now, and I don't know if they're going to pay him. I think that Gurley set it back some because they paid him and then he immediately went downhill. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't think anybody is talking about that anymore. I, I think everyone's just worried about the Le'Veon Bell season. I, I'm actually with Ryan on this. I think Ty Gurley really slowed it down for everybody because uh, the arthritic knees just kind of remind you how short 
the lifespan of a running back is and how like prone to injury that stuff is. So teams are going to be reluctant to give long-term big money deals, especially when they're just running cast into the ground while they're on their rookie deals. Yeah, and that will make this next uh, arbitration interesting because I think the players are going to go for guaranteed money above anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. If um, So if you're a team that wants to win now and you, you feel like you're a dominant running back away from really con- contending your division, not that running back matters that much that you would care about that, but – if that was a priority for you, what would you give up for Melvin Gordon if they came to you and be like, hey, we'll trade you Melvin Gordon? Like what draft pick? Not a ton. Uh, uh, a probably, draft pick? Probably give up a third rounder for him. They're they're looking for a second. I feel I, if they get if someone if someone is like, yeah, I'll give him away for a second, I feel like they'll take that no matter what. If you fancy yourself a championship team, it's ba- it's a then late second round it. pick, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's if you think you're a running back away. Yeah, I mean, like a playmaker like, away. Yeah, you could make a list of running backs that have been taken in the second round recently. Like just off the top of my head, like Jeremy Hill. Yeah, like people like that. Like so, like if you're going to take a stab at a running back in the second round, I mean, and you have the chance to take Melvin Gordon, even though he's not, he's still technically in the prime of his career. He yeah. just like kind of slows down at the end of the year because he gets so many touches. But he's one of those like dual threat running backs that really could change up your offense if you have him. I I, I feel like if you're like in a prime position and even if you have like multiple second rounders the next year, I think if someone gives one away that they'll trade him. Yeah. But which could totally change this and like could bump him down or bump him up depending on where he goes. But um, I also found just bouncing around to NFL, this guy took since 2002 when the Texans came to the league, he took the, uh, Pro football reference, um, they'll give uh, average value to each player on each team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went and aggregated it per position per team and uh, put out the results. Um, the, the funniest one was the Browns uh, quarterback uh, had, let's see, a couple, they had an average value of eight since 2002. Um, well, let's see. The average value of the Patriots QB since 2002 was 137.5. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so his note on it was um, – Well, I mean, Patriots QB is Drew Bledsoe and the GOAT. So Not even, Drew, not even Drew Bledsoe. It's just Tom Brady in that time. Here's what he said. There a, year, a year of Matt Castle. Yeah, there there is no true. single position group that was worse in comparison to the average than the Browns QBs. They were the only ones in single digits here and the only ones more than 75% worse than the average. Baker Mayfield is already an above-average Browns QB. You need to put up several consecutive 20 average, average value seasons to push the Browns from dead last to second to last. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we have, we're running to catch the Cardinals at 15.6. I can't believe Bortles is not lower. Uh, I figured Bortles would be down. You no, know, Jaguars are about halfway up the list. He got, Well, he garbage-timed it up so much yeah. that it kind of – He had that one. Uh, Browns are tied last for running backs. They are basically tied last for wide receivers. They are – Newsflash, the Browns have been a terrible uh, organization take me for, back to for most of the years. Please, well, it's just – it's interesting seeing, you know – 20 years of stats put to it, basically. And they're not perfect representations when they do these values, but um, it's also cool seeing the AFC North. The Bengals are actually a lot higher than you would think in some of these stats. Or I guess I was... That was when we were good. Bengals are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not good, but... We were a good regular season team. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to look. I mean... What are we at now? 29 years, no Super Bowl, or no playoff wins? 1991, I think. <sighs> 29 years. Longer than the Browns. That's true. <laughs> Jaguars have won so many in that time. <laughs> but 
with Bortles rushing for more yards than throwing. Hey, how many playoff games y'all win? Oh, that's right. I'm not. That's not shit talking. That's just hilarious. Through game winning touchdown, only touchdown in the game. <laughs> do you want to while, while we're like sputtering around NFL topics? Do you want to spit on Madden ratings real quick? Ah, yes, the Madden ratings. I really don't think Brian and I give a shit about this, but BB really want to talk about it. So. All right, so as we all know, Madden is my favorite game. It's kind of been a piece of shit lately, but hey, you know, it's whatever. They uh they did a whole thing with the ratings this year where they kind of separated, tried to make good players seem better, which is which kind of just pushed everybody's ratings down. So like. Dudes who would normally be a 99 overall this year are like a 94. It's just kind of just kind of what they did. People, as always, are livid about it. Uh, it's one of the dumber things that happens every year, people being mad about Madden ratings, even though, again, they don't actually matter within the course of the game. A 99 overall can still suck. Trust me, I've seen it happen plenty of times. Um, that being said, DeAndre Hopkins being a 99 overall wide receiver and the only 99 overall, overall wide receiver is uh, – Wild, I guess. That no drops last year is pretty cool, I guess. He had a lot of really cool-looking catches, and the Madden people really liked it, which, I mean, it's fine. Um, 499s this year, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Bobby Wagner, and Hopkins, which is light. I think there were six last year, but one of them was Gronk, so they're just they're losing people. But, yeah, I Madden rings don't really matter at all. They're uh they're kind of arbitrary, completely they're completely arbitrary within the framework framework of the game. But like, I guess they mean something to players. I don't know. I think uh Kyler Murray is like a seventy three overall. That's fair. Mariota is rated higher than Nick Foles, and that's just that's how you know they don't matter. That's my that's my entire spiel on that, and it's probably gonna be bad this year. So, all right, and we're back. Nah, uh, so. I didn't go to Nashville, but apparently these guys did. So I wanted to hear some stories. And I know you guys also want to, even though probably everyone who listens to this went to Nashville. But anyone who doesn't, let's let's hear some stories. What, it's, it's what, what happened? It, it's, good to put, it's good to archive it in a yes. form that will never die. Exactly. Everything lives forever online. Exactly. So just uh, the framework of the weekend was uh, the Alpha Squad, me, Ryan, Clint, and Ben. Went down to Louisville, stayed at Dom's place Thursday night. Fireworks, 4th Street Live. Um, shout out, Ben. You were horrible at Cornhole. We were partners, <laughs> and I was banging Clint, and we still lost two out of three. Days. <laughs> it was so horrible. Ben had been bragging all day about how he is on a hot streak. He won Euchre. He won pool after he cheated. Um, oh, my God. I forgot he cheated in pool. Yeah. <laughs> he just he scratched like and hit the ball like a he's, foot. He's trying to hit the eight ball, hits the cue ball, rolls about – Three inches, he pulls it back and just and then just six and then just bangs the shot. We're like, God damn it! Wow. Like, so he's on his roll, quote unquote. We go to this place called Sports and Social uh, down on Fourth Street, and it has every parlor game you could ever think of. Yeah. There's bocce ball and cornhole and all that shit. And Ben's throwing them off the ceiling. He's missing Jesus. the board. He multiple times threw four bags and didn't even hit the board. <laughs> <laughs> just like his Yo. Oh. He's a regulation link now. <laughs> oh, also, shout out Clint because he's in the room here. Um, so. I ordered I ordered extra hot chicken at Royals, and, and Clint ordered hot, and they flipped the boxes. 
So I'm just sitting there just like chill and eating like, I'm like, man, maybe I should get like the gonzo hot. Time. Like this is nothing. For context, gonzo is served with a glass of milk. Yeah. And, and, Jesus. and Clint's over there just sweating. And he's like blowing his nose. He's like, this is good. Like, this is really hot. And then Ryan is like, let me try your guy's sauce. And he's like, yeah, they definitely source of sauce. So yeah, no, Louisville's good. We, uh, didn't get too crazy. What up, DB? Uh, so I guess I forgot to mention that y'all went to Nashville and Louisville for our boy Dan's bachelor party. Yes, right. this is this is the reason that we went. Yes, he's getting married. What the twenty seventh? So two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went to Louisville because we're degenerates. We <laughs> yeah. <went down> to <laughs> yeah. You guys are. You guys wanted an extra day of yeah, partying. We didn't have to drive. We could break up the drive a little bit. The broken up drive was sweet. Yeah. And also drink bourbon at noon or whatever we did. That's true. Uh, we went down to the distillery suite. We got to just dip our finger into the bats of bourbon. So wild. That's true. Tasted some in-process bourbon from history. And then we showed up in Nashville. <laughs> um, so I get, how did we kick it off? It was pretty low-key initially Friday until the game started. You know? Yes. Yeah, so, so we were so we got there. We were the first people to check into the Airbnb. It was check-ins at three. People started funneling in. Daniel had to fly and his flight got delayed, blah, blah, blah. So we get pizzas, we get beer. Everyone starts to get together. So we're playing games. Start with cross flip, right? Yeah. So we're playing cross flip. After a year of trying, I got everybody yeah. to play cross flip. I, yeah, Ryan just needed someone on his side. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll stump up. I'll be on Ryan's side. And yeah. We did it. It was fun. And then so like we had a pool table there. We had a good setup for Pong. We were playing all sorts of games. And then we played Jeopardan. That was sweet. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, shout out Josh for putting that together. That was awesome. Uh, he basically put up a Jeopardy game about Dan. Uh, there was like ca- such categories as school, drunk, <laughs> and like things Dan hates. <laughs> things Dan hates, and wow. it was it, it was very fun. My team won. Thanks to me. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I had the best man. My team. Uh, he got like one. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch, you're trash. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so then we went out to the bars. We went to Honky Tonk first. Uh, very enjoyable bar. I actually am starting to realize that I like live music. I just realized that like before when I listen to live music, that all just the, all the bands in Ohio are just trash. Quickly before we went out, we played a we played Ride the Bus and we played there was was it what was the other game? No, it was Crossfield and Ride the Bus. Um, oh yeah, we, we instituted that you had to play each game three times. That um, was true. The three, playing in three times meant that it was a real game. Yeah. So. We did. We rode the bus three times, which I guess came back bigger later the next day. Yeah, we need to establish that. Yeah, eleven person ride the bus is just brutal. But we did get very. We still got very drunk before we made it to Honky Tonk. Oh, for sure. And then so we get to Honky Tonk, and just various things happen. Like Josh is buying a whole ton of shots, and a thing that'll play out in the rest of the night is Mitchell is texting his ex girlfriend. Bad. Don't do that. <laughs> so I don't know how it happened. I mean, we're all kind of drunk, but Mitchell's phone gets taken from him and ends up in my pocket. No, Mitchell gave it to you. Mitchell gave me his phone. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> the mistake was that there was 11 of us out. Mitchell got to pick somebody to entrust to his phone. And he picked the one guy who shortly thereafter just left. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. If you know so, me, that's what I do. So AJ leaves, and uh, Dom's sister was out with a bunch of friends down there. So we went up to meet with we went to meet up with her, them at Florida Georgia Lions Bar, and so we're in there hanging out, and I'm we're just drinking and stuff, and 
finally me and Sean decide to leave. So we walk home, nothing eventful happens. We get there and AJ's standing just, I don't know, five yards short of the door, staring off into the yard. <laughs> like, AJ, what's up? It's like, oh, I just got back a minute ago. You've been gone for two hours. Like, what do you mean you just got back a minute ago? It took me two hours to make a half hour walk home. <laughs> so now, AJ didn't know at the time what all he got it into, but you should fill in what you did. Well, in man, I don't know, man. How much do I want to go into this stuff? Like, you I withdrew $100 from the ATM. Yes, I did withdraw $100 from the ATM. Talk to um, a homeless person? I was talking to homeless people. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he, finally, he couldn't get the code on the door, so he's just. Oh my god! It took me like it took me like fifteen times, and then like I was like I had PTSD the next day about doing it, and I did it right on the first time, and I was like, God damn, I was just so drunk. <laughs> so me and Sean go inside. We sit on the couch, and I'm just we're playing like Sunny videos and whatnot. We're just watching YouTube, and uh, Frank comes back. We're chit chatting with him. He came back alone. Um, in the meantime. Josh had gone to order shots with the remaining people at the bar. He had just introduced himself to a group of girls, um, had gotten Daniel talking to a real cute girl, and uh, was just starting to try to make everything happen. So he goes to buy the shots, and his card gets declined because he's in Nashville and there's a big charge. Yeah. Not only that, but like he had bought multiple rounds of shots yeah, yeah, at yeah. Honky Tonk. So this is just a building up. They're like... Someone on someone's someone's spending clearly dollars at two different bars in Nashville. You live in Cincinnati. Yeah. So the bartender and Clint was the closest to this event, and he didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. The bartender, his card gets declined. The bartender says, "You and your friends have to get out of here." Calls the bouncers, points at all of his friends somehow, and five bouncers come and escort them out the back door to leave. So, like for example, Daniel. Doesn't know shots are coming. Doesn't know anything. He's just standing there talking to this girl. The bar- bouncer just walks up and goes, you got to get out of here. He's like, huh? <laughs> Can't so you see what I'm doing so, here? So pandemonium rings and they leave. Now, cut back to me and Frank and Sean sitting on the couch. AJ's upstairs showering. Um, everybody walks Why? in. Why? <laughs> Dude, up my... Like, um, <laughs> my shirt was so sweated through from just walking around Nashville in 95 degree heat that it had, I don't know if you've ever got this, but like on, on my shirt, there was like a white, like a line the next oh, day Jesus. from like the sweat. Just like, I have just, I was just walking in circles for like two hours. <laughs> so me, Frank and Sean are sitting there and people start coming in in groups of like two to three. They had all kind of stumbled home and Ben walks in and goes, Mitchell ran away. Now I just start laughing, <laughs> and Ben informs me that it is not funny, which doesn't help anything. No. Um, so they start to tell the story that they're walking back, and they hit a round. It was the roundabout, right? I think so, yeah. And Mitch decided that he knew which way to go and that everybody else took the wrong way. And as Mitch is prone to do when he's drinking, he just sprints for the direction he thinks he should go and immediately gets lost. So... Ben starts telling us we need to we need to get in our cars and go find them, which we try no to shoot chance. down multiple times. No chance. He's also telling me he didn't like the, I needed to wipe the smirk off my face because it was really not funny. <laughs> um, so finally, like two, Josh, Frank, Sean, maybe one, and Ben go back out looking, but they like, well, no, because like. 
All I know is at some point they found Ben's doppelganger and they thought it was Ben and it wasn't Ben. Yeah, people, they were considering using the, the scooters. They were in Ubers. Oh, Frank was yelling at a guy out yes. of an Uber. Oh, he was asking people, have you seen a guy in plaid shorts? Have you seen my friend in the plaid shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so like, like, no, you asshole. So four people <laughs> scattered throughout Nashville and looking for Mitch. Uh, meanwhile, AJ gets out of the shower and, or sorry, he's getting in the shower. Gets, you know, starts taking his pants off, pulls out, you know, wallet, phone, second phone. <laughs> I have, a, I have acquired another phone. <laughs> phone. So Mitchell is just screwed. And like, like also, I can't even imagine how many people tried to text or call Mitchell, but like, I didn't feel it one time. <laughs> so uh, search party goes on till the best we can figure about three forty-five a.m. They give up and go to bed. About four a.m. Uh, Mitchell strolls into the house. There's a bunk bed in the kitchen. He just takes the lower bunk and falls asleep. So the next morning, Frank wakes up on the top bunk of that very same bunk, leaves, calls the drunk tank at the police station to ask for Mitchell, hears nothing, goes back to Cincinnati. Yeah. Fra Frank up. has to go back for his dad's 60th birthday party which is a bar called Cincinnati that starts at 1 p.m. <laughs> this man has to drive back through a time change through Nashville after getting hammered and going to bed at like 4 a.m. the previous night. Sean wakes up and goes downstairs to drive to keep looking for Mitchell and um, just sees Mitchell laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in the meantime, Mitchell had put a towel on him and then was complaining to Josh that – he put a folded towel on. I'm sorry, yes. and was complaining to Josh that he didn't have enough blankets. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so, so Josh is sitting. So, if you can envision this, we have like a three-story Airbnb. So, this is all in the middle of the floor where, where like the kitchen is and everything. There's for some reason, just because it's probably a bunch of like Asian people that own this Airbnb and never want to stay in it. There's two bunk beds literally right next to the fridge and the kitchen, and then there's a couch right next to it. So, Josh is sleeping on the couch. Frank's in the top bunk. Mitch in the bottom bunk. So. When Frank gets up and leaves at like 6.30, by the way, his he said that he set his alarm for 6.30 and the three of them are sleeping within like a small radius and his alarm went off for seven minutes and no one moved. <laughs> he finally woke up at 6.37, got his shit together, got out the door. And as soon as he left, Josh woke up and went to grab, because the Airbnb was like 62 degrees, like it was cold as shit in there. So Josh went up to the top bunk to grab Frank's covers off to put like the covers on top of him. And Mitchell's from the bottom bunk, he's like, is there anything else up there? <laughs> and Josh is like, dude, you're sleeping on top of like blankets right now. He's like, no, I'm not. And he just, he just goes out and peels it back and he just goes, fuck. And then just like throws the towel off of him and gets on his covers. <laughs> so Mitchell found he didn't state that he kept using, I don't know if you guys have seen the Skyline Nashville, but there's a building that looks like it would contain the Eye of Sauron. And he kept using that as his focal point, even though it was like a 40-minute walk for, from our Airbnb. <laughs> and so Sean, the next night, sent a Snapchat where he drew in the Eye of Sauron <laughs> and wrote, yeah. Come yeah. Me, Mitchell. <laughs> that shit is so funny. Oh, my God. So that was night one. Uh, day, day two, I guess the next morning, Saturday morning, oh, man. Uh, Zach, Ben, AJ and Josh decide that they're going to kill a bottle of bird dog playing Looping Louie. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so well, I'll just, so, well, but also, like, so Frank had not known anything about that Mitchell chick. He was just completely oblivious. And we called him at like when we woke up at like 10 a.m. and we were just talking to him on the phone. And then he's just like finding out all the stuff. <laughs> it was the best part of the trip. But so then we realized that 
we we got a couple of supplies before we came in for like snacks and stuff like that. We knew we wanted to have mimosa Saturday morning. But Zach and I felt, well, there's not really enough drink. There's like one bottle of champagne. You know, there's 10 dudes here. So mm-hmm. there's a liquor store like 10, like uh, 10 minutes away from us. So we go, we get another bottle or two of champagne. We get some orange juice and sit, shit. So we're like looking around. We're like, well, I mean, like what else can we buy? Like we have plenty of beer. We bought a ton of beer on Friday. So we're like, well, I mean, once we're out of champagne, people can do screwdrivers. We'll get some vodka. We got some Tito's. And then I just turned the corner and I just see, I was like, should we get that? And I just point to the bird dog and Zach without, without hesitating just goes, yes. So he gets the bird dog and I bring it back and then I put it on the table and I show Josh and he's like, you don't know what you've done. And so we just we just start playing Looping Louie with bird dog. It's, yeah, it's me, Josh, Zach, and Ben. And we're literally drinking like we have just this glass that we're passing around and you just like pour a little bit in, and then if you, if you lose, you drink it, and then you pour the next one for the next person. So we're just drinking shots of bird dog. Oh my we God. we probably killed it in like thirty or forty five minutes or so, and then we were drunk for like the rest of the day. Um, ben and I went to sleep. I think Ben threw up and then went to sleep. I just <laughs> went to sleep, and then there, everyone else went out to get barbecue. Well, Zach drove to get barbecue. That was smart. Um, but yeah, so they, they all went to get barbecue and then came back and then. We were chilling up on the balcony, and then I think we got oh, some. Oh no! You missed this because you didn't go to barbecue. Yes. Um, we played Beersby, and really, Zach, Zach lost completely. <laughs> so he was hammered. I mean, yeah. He, uh, the frisbee skills did not carry over to Beersby at, at that moment. Um, what else did we do Saturday before we went out? Oh, well, we went to that sporting club place or whatever. Yeah, we went and got dinner. Um, where I just declared in the middle that I was just hammered, just in case that anyone needed to know. <laughs> yeah, it goes silent and AJ giggles and just goes, I'm so hammered right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I had gotten, I was drinking old fashioned the entire time that I was there. It was so great. Um, and then uh, come back and we go back into rule of three on um, ride the bus. Can we play something else too? We did a, we did a pool tournament and a pong tournament. Mm, yeah. Jeez. I don't really know if anything ever came of those. I mean, it was pretty. I mean, well, there's basically only like five teams, so it went pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Plus but, a bunch of letter Kenny stuff, better patter. Yeah. <laughs> um, ben just was so drunk. He just was, him and Zach kept trying to quit playing the games, but we kept insisting that the rule of three had to happen. Um, so we went out that night. And Tootsies. Yeah, we went to Tootsie's nice three-story bar. Good good music there. Yeah. Um fun, funny scene where they play country song, country song, country song, then they play Killing the Name, and the bar the bar just clears. And me and Josh run inside to watch it. And then um, the hell is killing in the name. It's right. like a uh, hard rock song. Raging against the machine. Song. Oh good lord. Yeah. It was a bizarre <laughs> transition, but it was hilarious. Um Shout out DB for tindering during this conversation. Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been going on for way longer than I expected. I thought I was going to get the highlights and shit. No, I'm getting the entire okay, goddamn well, story. So now, so we'll yeah. we'll so, fast forward to that Daniel and Zach part, right? Yeah, so Zach was – shout out Zach because he was walking up to groups of girls and making good solid moves on them. Shoot or shoot. And uh, he – him and Daniel get into a conversation with these two girls – and they talk for a long time. And I don't know, same deal. Like, everybody kind of trickles away. 
And uh, but Zach and Daniel don't come back. And so it's like, hey, okay, like what happened here? So the next morning we get up and like, Zach, where'd you guys go last night? And uh, he uh, said, well, we went to the hotel room. <laughs> They only had one bed, so we all kind of hung out around there and made out, and you know, then we came back. Huh? Okay. Like interesting. Cool. So, gangbang. We get up. We we get out of there, and I give the McLaughlin Dan Stall car a call. They had dropped off Daniel at the airport early in the morning. Like, hey, like, what did Daniel have to say about last night? Like, Zach said they both went back and made out with these chicks. Sean's like, huh? Not really what he told me. I <laughs> went back, and Zach just kept muttering, "She's so cute. She's so cute." And Daniel, the other girl, sat in the corner eating pizza yeah. and laughing at Zach, muttering about how cute the other girl was. <laughs> and he kept saying, "Why are you guys making out over there? They just weren't making out." So. <laughs> did, did, did you hear me say Yo. this is Zach on Sunday when we were at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, I, I just like did it. I gave him the, the, the shoulder uh-huh. touch, and I was like, "She's so cute." And uh, <laughs> how do you know about that? <laughs> I, started to, I started to tell him about that, and he was like, "Yeah, I thought it was a good line." <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere between the four of them. You know, or Daniel and Zach just made out with two chicks in the hotel room, and Zach just muttered to himself while Daniel looked. Uh, one of those two things happened. Very bizarre scenario. So wait, are you, you telling me that neither one, neither one of them was making out with either with either of the chicks? I think Daniel got a little bit. He might have, but not not how Zach described it. <laughs> well, I mean, there was like a, like on many accounts, nothing was ever going to happen. I mean, they were. It was all four of them with one bed. And Daniel and Zach were drunk, and not only was Daniel like Daniel was drunk, and Zach was hammered. So Daniel's like, one of the last people I would part, uh, pick to participate in the foursome. So yeah, I I texted Daniel. I felt like it was at the I'm bar. So disappointed. Went, went through at two a.m. and I just said, "This chick is all over you." In all caps, if you don't fuck, zero out of ten. So zero out of ten for Daniel. Hey man, Daniel, it happens sometimes. I she guess. slapped him hard. She was slapping him was at great. the bar. It was great. It was. It was. We were just all. We all just had just occupied like a corner of this like patio area, third story rooftop. Yeah, it was place. great. Nice. It was uh, fun. Well, we tend to roll deep, so that's something we normally do when we go. That is true. All dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, all dudes. As far as I know, no one tried to get into a fight, so that was nice. No, yeah, that, yeah. We got. Um, there were Ubers and people walking, and and then Sunday morning, everyone just like. In a hungover state, just woke up and just kind of meandered out of place. Mitchell woke up early to clean everything, but other than that, there really wasn't else that happened. So, like, it sounds like y'all had a much more eventful weekend than uh, the guy who y'all were supposed to be celebrating. Is there any good Dan stories? No, he was tough to get drunk. We tried. I I went a little easy on Dan. Really? I'll, I'll, I'll just admit it here. Like, I was, I didn't drink any of Dan's entire drinks, but I did help him drink. Oh, what kind of softness is because this? Because I'm, I was, I was the second best. We were man. giving him drinks anyways, and he wasn't drinking them. So at some point, you just yeah, you can't let these can't let these go like, to waste. I mean, just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Dan, Dan is who he is. Like um, those days, if you if you don't want to do it, he don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. But we like to think he had a good time. So yeah, R.I.P. Dan. Two weeks, indeed. <laughs> rip, rip. 
Uh, you guys got any hot takes to close this out? We're about to go see Spider-Man in just a couple minutes. That's true. It starts in eight minutes, but we'll be good. Uh, do I have any hot takes? Spider-Man's really good. I, so oh, really good. Yeah, it's How really good? I, I can't tell you because y'all haven't seen the shit yet. No, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, where does it rank? better than Black Panther good, so. It's not, I got an argument today at work. Or not really an argument. Me and my coworker were just talking to each other. This fucking 40-year-old dude who read a shit ton of comments. He was all over Black Panther was great. And I'm just like, eh, Black Panther's all right. It's, it's all right. It's great. I'm just saying, I need a I need one of these uh, Black Captain America movies. These, uh, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for this Anthony Mackie movie when it comes. Well, I, what, Shout out Clint for the Black Panther. He still hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you ain't seen it yet. This is your own fault. Oh, for sure. The funniest thing to me about Anthony Mack being Captain America now is that he has no superpowers. He just has a shield. So He has the wings? Well, obviously, if he goes Falcon still. but like, I feel like if he's to be, to be 100% fair, Captain America doesn't actually have any superpowers either. He's just strong, and that's really about it. <laughs> that's his entire superpower. At least he has a strength serum. Anthony Mack, he's literally a guy. He just wants to run a shield. Iron Man wasn't nothing but a dude, neither. Rhodey still ain't nothing but a dude. At the end of the day, that is also true. <laughs> what are you other than a, what does he say, rich guy in a suit? Something like Do that. Do you know our playboy philanthropist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hot take is just that all of DB's Browns takes are wrong, so. Hey. Why does your hot take happen? Hey, shout out Shane. Every week. Shout out Shane. He uh he made a bet saying that the uh, I think it was five eleven five and eleven the over under five wins. Yeah, I'm I'm taking that under. I'm taking that un, that under four and a half wins. Definitely, no question. On the Browns. On the Browns. On the doo doo Browns. Yes. Be careful. You're getting to uh, O'Connor territory. We've, we've been taking money from Mitchell and Jason the past few years. I, that's fine. I right, look. I I've done my best to not talk about the Jaguars this time around. I don't. It's not. It's not hard to take money from Mitchell. That, that man is. I have fought that man over his Bengals optimism for. I, I feel like a decade. <laughs> oh, bowling's down. Okay, fine. Ten and a half. Yeah. Whatever. I guess it will leave off on my hot take, which is I gotta talk about movies. I just have to. It just like it just itches it, at me. So go ahead. So Midsummer, Ari Aster's new movie, his follow up to Hereditary, is my number one movie of the year so far with a bullet. Uh, it's fantastic. If you want to say it's it's still out of most theaters, it's in like a lot of AMC's right now. I know it's long as two and a half hours, and it's not an easy sit, but it's an, an incredible movie. So if you feel the need to give it a chance, do it and let me know. We can talk about it. Uh, similar note: Sam's review of it was, "I need therapy." So, also, wow. also would see again. What you said. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Anyways, we're off to go continue the uh, Marvel fanboyisms. So uh, shout out Zendaya. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Bye bye. Shout out Jake Gyllenhaal. He's shout out Tom Holland. Why not? It's a great group. <laughs> All right. Till next time, guys. Adios, folks. Peace. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.